everyone. Welcome back to Walk-Ins Welcome, where we're all about urgent cares and generating more patients, more revenues, and more five-star reviews. And this episode really ties into the five-star piece for sure, because we're talking about your front desk and the importance of it. Hey, my name is Nick Horde. You got Michael Ray here with us. And today we're all about our front desk staff. That's what we're, that's what the goal today is the face of your business. How are you training them? What are you doing to make them successful? Yeah. Cause here's the thing. We've talked about patient experience. We've talked about how, what reviews look like and how to ask for them. But let's talk about that first smile that that patient sees. And if they don't see a smile, this is the starting point. And we've put together a list of five things we think that as an urgent care or a primary care, or if you're in any other kind of medical field, these are five things you really want to touch up on with your training staff, or or I'm sorry, your front desk staff. You want to train them in these areas, make sure that they're on top of their game. And I'm telling you as a front desk person, they got a lot to do, a lot coming at them, and a lot of headaches. Well, and yeah, right. So there's a lot of filtering that goes on. And then whether they like it or whether you like it or not, if you're a, a customer, a patient walking through that front door, that is the first person they're going to interact with. And if they're having a bad day, that's going to make the patient have a bad day, which could result in a bad experience, which could result in never seeing that patient again. All right. So, Michael, what is our number one topic here? Put your patients first. Put your patients first. Here's the thing. You're going to want to train your staff to smile and greet properly. I know this sounds simple, and I know this sounds like something that should just be understood, but I'm telling you, when people are in your ear or you have an angry patient or you have 50 files that you have to get loaded into your CRM or your system, making sure that you smile and say, hi, we will be with you in just a moment. And acknowledging that patient is huge. Yeah. We, we talk about like just in general sales world, a customer service world, making sure you smile when you're on the phone. It goes the same way. Like people can read your tone very quickly. And I, I've had plenty of times where my wife came home. She said, you would not believe how upset this person seemed she said, the doctor was fine, but that lady up front was just not having it that day. And, and that sticks with them, right? And so, like, that, you have to be super conscious about that and making sure you're having a good attitude. And you know what? Maybe not everybody can have a good day. Like, we're, we're human, right? So making sure that you're checking with your front desk. How are they doing, actually? You know, making sure that, that they're not having a bad day and you're just making them forced through the day. Maybe, hey, are you sure you're okay? Maybe you should take the day off or take a couple hours and we want to make sure you're okay too. Another little caveat to putting them first is making them feel gratitude, right? So they've, they've come through the door. One, you treated them with respect when they got there. Hopefully you've trained your uh, medical staff, uh, your nurses, uh, nurse practitioners, doctors, and everybody is going in and they're already hopefully smiling and trying their best to make this person feel better. After all, you're an immediate care company, right? They're there for a reason to help for you to help them make them feel better. But when they leave, another caveat to putting your patient first is to be grateful for them. Thank you. Thank you for coming here. Mm -hmm. Well, and so one thing, this is something, um, what's the name of that book? The, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. How to win friends and influence people. If you've never heard of that. It's a classic like 1900 when it was written type of book. Um, it's been rewritten a couple of times since then, but here's something very simple. Making sure your staff actually uses the first name of the patient. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, not just say Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so. Try using their first name and making sure the entire staff from the intake to exit, including the doctor, has that first name in there. Because I know when uh, when we take our daughter who's two years old to the pediatrician, they'll say, Addie Ray, Addie Ray. And they're, calling, they're not calling us. They're calling the patient Addie. And uh, when we get back there, they always talk about is Addie. And they may even come out. We love that name. Or what's the origin? Of it? And so there's a conversation just on the first name, and it feels way more personable. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. and there's nothing feeling that they actually – they know you're coming. They're glad you're there. They acknowledge your existence, and they're grateful for your business. Yeah. It's, it, it, if you're curious about the first name thing, next time you go to a restaurant and you sit down, see if somebody, if you had a really good experience, and see if uh, if you start using the first name for that waiter or that waitress, and all of a sudden they're going to respond to you differently because you respect them and you like we're on the same level we're humans too. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, oftentimes when we go out to dinner, Heather and I like to go out to dinner. Um, it's just one of the ways that Heather doesn't have to cook and I get to get out of the house and try something new. I like to try new things. She likes to get the same thing. All that to be said, <laughs> when Kevin, the waiter or the, our server comes up and says, Hey, my name is Kevin. What can I get you to drink? I almost always say, Hey, Kevin, I'm Nick. It's good to meet you. Mm-hmm. And there, you could just see a different person show up. Yeah. The walls come down. Like you can be just a little bit more real with somebody. Imagine, imagine if a patient came in and, this would blow my mind. I've never had this happen, but this would be awesome. And let's just say that your front desk person's name is Anna. Okay. I'm Nick. Uh, Hey, Nick, Mr. Horde. uh, I need you to fill this paperwork out. And by the way, my name is Anna. If I can get anything for you while you're waiting, let me know. Yeah. And it could be like, just, if you need anything, just holler my name and I'll help you out. Or by the way, when here's the paperwork, by the way, on page three at this part right here that I just circled for you, a lot of people ask about that one question. Let me go ahead and tell you what the answer tends to be. Just something kind of like incurred, like I, I I know how to take care of you and I'm here for you. Like I'm not just, because I've had to happen where they just hand you the paperwork and then they close their little window and then you just sit back down and then you don't, and you hand it back to them and say, thanks. They say, you know, they just take it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, you know, it's cold. You don't want to feel cold. Yeah. That's good. All right, let's go to our second one. It's document your expectations. You know, we all run businesses. We run a digital marketing agency. You run an urgent care or primary care, and you document things. There is a process for every nurse to follow. There's a process for every uh, doctor to follow. There's a process for every person. So document your expectations on what you want from your front desk. Listen, you're going to have a great front desk person, and with every great front desk person, you're going to have maybe one or two that aren't as good, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you level that playing field for everybody by saying, this is what I expect you to do with each patient that comes through this door, then there's accountability that can be associated with it. You're not trying to beat people up. What you're trying to do is provide an exceptional patient experience. Yeah. Well, and I bet some of you are wondering, this is a, a podcast that talks a lot about digital, but we're talking about the front desk. Reason why we're bringing this to the table, we have to have these conversations with a lot of our clients where hey, man, we, we are getting patients' leads to your door, but you're not converting them. Or you're getting a lot of two-star reviews, three-star reviews. Or one. and Yeah, or one stars, and we, which we see a lot of. Um, that's an issue because ultimately it's going to come back to us. Well, you're not generating good leads for us or good patients for us. Like, mm, well, we might be, but there's the other side that we can't control. And we have to go through this with a lot of clients of saying like, hey, 
you have a front staff that can dictate an experience and, you know, make or break your business if you're not careful. So that's why we're going through this. That's why there's so much emphasis on this because it, it seems so simple. Because I know a lot of, I'll just hire this person that has a really great attitude and they'll, they'll knock it out of the park. No, I mean, that's for a minute maybe, but not for all the time. And then talking about documenting your expectations, having the right person up there and then training on that. Like, there's not, like, there's rarely the one golden person that can just do stuff that nobody else can do. No, they can, you can train a lot into place. I mean, Take a business that goes from one person to 20 people. That one person no longer touches all those items because they've trained out people that are better than them every time. Oh, that's good, man. So document those expectations. Make sure that you're going over them regularly in your office staff. Mm-hmm. I can't emphasize number two enough, okay? And what I mean is just if you say it one time or you put it into a company memo, just because you delivered it in front of them doesn't mean that you gave the why behind the what. You know, we're sitting here giving you the why it matters to document this and and to provide this experience. You need to take that and turn it back to your team and give them the why behind the what and do it regularly and celebrate the wins. When you have a patient that went and left a five-star review because they said, hey, so-and-so at the front desk was just so nice to me, you celebrate that front desk person. You want to edify the type of behavior you want duplicated throughout your organization. That brings a question. Um, I know here in our company, we have weekly meetings. Right. And it's a team meeting. It's a staff meeting. It's, and we're trying, and we're making sure everybody's on the same page. We're uh, celebrating wins, discussing challenges, and looking toward the future. I'm curious to the listeners are you doing that in your practice? Like, are you, as an urgent care, if you run an urgent care, are you having a weekly meeting, not just with managers, but your team? Are they having meetings with these people? Because I, because I think sometimes you kind of hit that unappreciated mode, right? Where this person's been knocking out of the park, but nobody recognizes them for it. And I, a weekly meeting could help solve some of that. So I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, are you actually meeting on a regular basis, not just once a year to review your performance so I know to fire you or not? You know, that's that's been like a joke almost, but a lot of people do that where they don't see their superior except once a year to talk about their review, and that's it. If you have a successful team meeting, let us know about it. Hello at urgentcaremarketingpros.com. Yeah. I would I would love to just do a whole episode on how to run a successful I know how to do it for an agency, but I can't do it for a medical practice. Yeah, right. Um a doctor's got a doc, right? So y'all know y'all know how busy you are. Are you intentional about your meetings? That's a great question, Michael. Mm-hmm. All right. Number three, make HIPAA compliance a top priority. This is gonna be huge. Privacy is huge. Facebook is getting destroyed right now because of their privacy issues. Google is pretending like it's not affecting them, but it is. And we are moving away. Let me just talk about it from a pure digital perspective, Michael. It's like we are moving away from pixels and Google Analytics from the standpoint of being able to track your every move online. Now we have to have organic data, mm-hmm. and that's great, except for if you're a medical practice because you have HIPAA compliance you have to deal with. Yeah, so we talk about uh, in our world, we're having to migrate toward first-party data, which is being able to collect your own data, but there's limitations with the medical field, just be, like you were saying, where we can't collect a, a ton. Um, but like in other industries, we can collect all sorts of stuff and help because third-party data is becoming unreliable, one, and really bloated too but 
I mean, how many burner emails do you have? Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, HIPAA compliance, like that, that's obviously wrapped into your business model, all sorts of ways from the communication level to how you store your files and, you know, just making sure like when you're having your, your front desk person is that first interaction on a privacy level where they're requesting information from that person. They can't just go in the middle of the, the lobby and just ask a bunch of questions out loud. They got to bring them to this. There's a, whole, there's a whole level there, right? And so making sure that they're not breaking protocols by being too nice. Because that's like the last thing you want is where a front desk person says, no, no, just give me your phone. I'll type in your stuff for you and just save you something. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. That sounds like a nice thing. But please don't do that. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And and making sure that you have all of your documentations in place for HIPAA requirements, going over those on a regular and consistent basis, um, you have to be mindful of these things. And, and HIPAA laws are constantly updating, I would even argue, improving. I know I want to be private. Like, I, I don't want people knowing all of my business, right? Yeah. Um, so I... I only want to bring this up to say it is a top priority. Make it a top priority for your entire team, not just for people who are touching charts. There you go. What's number four? Right. <laughs> Diffuse angry patients. Now, this one kind of makes me chuckle a little bit because um, there's two levels to this. Like you have, I think you'd almost slide in there, diffuse um, angry coworkers. Because when you have angry coworkers and angry patients, somebody's got to take the the beat of that. Sometimes all of something these, will break. Well, right. So I, and this brings me back to a memory. I was at a restaurant, a local franchise, Burger, not the King, and um, I was sitting there, and I heard the uh, somebody start yelling at the manager. It was another employee just yelling and just complaining and always. And the manager would say, "I understand." But she didn't like take her off to the side, like remove her from the area that so everybody could hear. Like it was just they argued behind the cash register, <laughs> and, just, and I could see all the other patrons in the building. They're all, all looking at each other, like, uh, "Should we leave before yeah, what something? is happening?" Right like, now? Do we need to leave now? So, all right, so that's an extreme story, right? But that's a real thing that happened. Well, now let's take it to your level. You have a patient that's angry. Maybe they're angry about a bill. Maybe they're angry about the results that were given. Maybe they're angry. They've been sitting there for two hours. The wait time. Wait time could be too long. Maybe they think they're being skipped. Like they're they think that person got here after me. How are they going now? Like there's levels to this. Um, but the thing is, your front staff, not your doctor, rarely your doctor, I assume, but not your doctor, but your front staff is the opportunity to intercept this uh, anger, and they need to be trained on it. Like this isn't something you'll figure it out. No, there's protocols in place because you know an angry uh, patient could turn into a deadly patient if they're not careful, uh, or they could just sit there and just ruin the rest of the other patient's area, and then all of a sudden you have a a business that's suffering because of one patient going haywire over something minor. All right. I went, before we started this podcast and I was making up show notes, I went and did some spot checks on some reviews uh, for our urgent cares that we work with. No exaggeration. Almost all of them that were one-star reviews were around wait times. Okay, so one of the ways you can diffuse your patients is to be proactive, right? If the expectation of your patient is to come in and be seen in 15 to 20 minutes, the very first thing you could do when they walk through the door, we are slammed and we will take great care of you 
and it's going to be about an hour before we see you. Here's a dollar. There's a Coke machine. Go grab you a Coke and let us know if we can get you anything while you wait. Or even we'll get your information out. Just go sit in the car and hang out. Or we'll, we'll like somebody like, was it Med Help, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. They say, fantastic. Don't, don't leave yet. Just don't, don't even bother coming here. Like, we we'll got you, you in. We'll call you and then we'll give you plenty of time to get here. We don't want you sitting in this lobby for an hour twiddling your thumbs when you could be doing something else. Uh, I even think about you go to Disney World or any any uh, theme park, standing in line. There's a not 120 minute wait at this point. Well, it's an expectation. It's not like I'm saying that's going to take 30. minutes. No, it's going to take two hours. Okay, I'm okay with two hours because I know it's going to happen, and I still want to go ride the ride. So like that's the type of training. It sounds like I'm not going to lie. If, if you, I don't know if you can do this or not, or I've seen it, but having in the front of your window current wait time. Because <laughs> I remember, I don't know if it was here or somewhere else, uh, there was, an, maybe somewhere else, there was an urgent care, or maybe it was an ER, had a billboard that says current wait time. And it was like seven minutes. And it was an actual thing that changed. And so you could see the average wait time for a uh, local ER, and it was like eight or 12 minutes. It was pretty fascinating. If you're not already doing this, I want to challenge you to do an experiment. Okay, here's the thought process. If I tell people our wait times or I or I check them in and it's going to be two hours, they're going to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm challenging you that that's not going to happen. Here's what give you an example of what I'm talking about. If I were to do a Google search and I had three because that's what's going to pop up most of the time, three urgent cares that popped up that I needed. I didn't I don't feel good. I want to go to the doctor. One of them doesn't have anything on their website. The second one allows me to check in and says, you got a 45-minute wait time. And the third one allows you to check in and says, come on. Which one are you going to? Me? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious. Probably the come on. You, you think it would be the come on? So I, I could be wrong here, but I'm going to go to the one that's going to tell me exactly how long I'm going to be waiting. Okay, I'll rephrase. If it says available immediately... I'd probably do that, but if it's a, if it just says come and there's no like time slot, yeah, there's nothing there. No time slot. Yeah, yeah I'll take the time slot. Yeah. So uh, my initial thought, I I would defer that if anybody's had any kind of experience with urgent cares or primary cares at all, they would much rather have a set time than to chance waiting for two hours. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause in my head, if I have a time slot I've been given, then I know if I get there, I'm gonna wait a little bit, but I'm gonna be like in a queue. Let me tell you something, man. I, Heather will back this up too. (laughs) Like if she comes, she won't listen, but if she did, I will not go out to dinner on a Friday or Saturday night without a reservation, period. I feel that. I won't do it. Especially now. It's not, look, I'm so ingrained in this and everybody that knows me knows this about me. They don't even invite me out to dinner anymore if they don't have a reservation. So <laughs> I won't go. Well, so and I'm I- not standing for anything for two hours unless I decide to stay there for two hours because I signed up for that. Well, it's kind of like, uh, so that's funny because COVID's made that like a, a, a real issue of you can't just show up at a nice restaurant and get a table. Mm-hmm. Like COVID's like ruined that. Um, and I remember I had a, I I've was been like that for five years. <laughs> you were pre COVID. Oh my gosh. But I remember I was trying to get a, a dinner with a potential employee to, it's part of our process. But anyway, uh, I was like, yeah, we'll just show up there. And I was like, you know, 
maybe I should get a reservation. I go, I check, no reservation. No re- I call, oh man, we're booked out all week. Like, <laughs> so I called the, the guy I was talking to. I was like, hey, we're going to go somewhere else. Bro, not- I won't even do a wait list. Yeah. Can you put me on a wait list? I, so I'm curious. No, I'm so not I'm doing curi- it. So let's get inside your brain for a second. Yeah. When you go on vacation, obviously you can't get a reservation. Yeah, all- you can. <laughs> Yes, you can. So are you the type that gets the reservation? I'm going to give you all a pro tip. Y'all ready for another pro tip? I like to give pro tips. <laughs> pro tip, are you, ready, are you ready for it? Call Sam Mussolino over at Wishes Travel. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's a shameless plug for a second. I don't even go on vacation without, without a travel agent planning it out for me. And if I know I got reservations for this restaurant, this restaurant, and this restaurant, and the rest of it's just kind of open, like you go eat where you want when you want, I know that sounds crazy. Let me tell you what happened on the last vacation. I went on. <laughs> um, we made a reservation, but they didn't speak very good English. So they wrote the wrong name down. And somebody who was Ward. Uh-oh. Yeah. Got our table. Whoops. And I was hot, man. Not at the person. I mean, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. But like, they're like, what's about an hour wait for you? <laughs> no. I made a reservation. You gave my table away. I'm leaving. Right. Uh, I know I sound pretentious and like a joke right now. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Let's get back to where we were. When I'm, There's something there. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what it is. I have three kids that will melt my eyebrows off if they have to sit and do anything to be still. Because oh, I've got yeah. three boys who will crawl, crawl straight up the side of a restaurant before they sit there for two hours to wait on food. And I remember we, when we all, actually, when we all went to the, um, what was the the... The the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to the uh, Van Gogh. The Van Gogh. And uh, hey, let's go let's go eat somewhere right after. It was not a Friday or Saturday night. It was like a Tuesday. I know. So I'm, that, that, I, would, <laughs> I said Friday or Saturday. The rest of the time is up for grabs. So, so we go, and this is middle of COVID, right? So as a, like my family and his family, we walk over to a restaurant nearby, and oh, it's an hour wait. Uh, we'll walk over to the next one. Oh, it's an hour away. Uh, all right, we'll just stick with the first one. And then I literally watched your kids climb the side of the restaurant. They climb up the side of it? You <laughs> think I'm joking about that, man. It's the reason a brother over here like has They, they start rock crawling. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so diffuse angry patients. <laughs> Part of that is setting up a system where they may not come in angry. All right, and, and what I mean by yeah. that is if you were preemptive attacks here, if you were communicating regularly through text messages, emails, and expectations, that's going to diffuse. If they get there and they're waiting longer than they feel like they should, uh, my, my first thing is to is to have empathy. It's not okay for them to act like buttholes to you, but at the same thing, so I totally understand. I know you don't feel good. I wish I could speed this up for you. Best I can do right now is give you a Diet Coke and a high five. Like, that's what I can do for you right now, and we'll do that for you right now. And and I know that you saw that other patient, and here's another proactive. Patient that signed up online, came in, got in front of somebody who's been sitting there for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Hey, come out there and tell them, hey, I know, I know what you just saw. I'm acknowledging that you saw that. They had already signed up online. Next time you come in, if you have the capability, go ahead and sign up online. What? Now I'm starting to think here. What if you even t- – so take your lobby where everybody's waiting. What if you can have science says online patient section and then walk-in section? Yeah, that'd it, be good. Like it, just to train people a little bit where they see it like, oh, you signed up online, didn't you? Because I, I remember – this is unrelated to an urgent care thing, but the best thing in the world. So here locally there's a restaurant – uh, near the university, and I'm drawing a blank. It was the Purple Onions, but the um, Owl, it's Owls, Owls. So Owls is like a spinoff of another restaurant. Anyway, super busy. It's open 24 hours a day. And I remember they get so busy, like you're standing like 20 people deep trying to get the food. 
that you could call them in line, place your online, place your phone order, and by the time you got up to order, your food's already ready because you placed it on the phone. That's funny. And it saved you 20 minutes because hey. you were already standing in line. So it's just that concept of like going and walking into your lobby. What if you had a section for people that have done online uh, scheduling? I, it sounds stupid or crazy, but think about the perception there. Ah, oh, crap. Maybe I should have done that. You know, right. I don't know. Just in my head came out. So, no, you're good. All right. So, implement time management strategies is number five. Um, here's the thing if you don't acknowledge that there's a lot going on, then you can't hold an expectation to excellence. And here's what I mean by that. You have data entry going on. You have new patients walking up. You have uh, co-pays you're trying to run credit cards for. You have people that are complaining in line. If you could just imagine your front desk person spinning 20 plates at the same time, Mm -hmm. you need to help them spin one plate at a time. Effectively. And that's going to require – and what's funny, this is where I deviated a little bit, Michael. We've been going through this – not only just time management, but like energy levels and when do you do your best work. Yeah. Um, it's funny. There was an orthodontist that I work with and they shut down one business day uh, in the middle of the week when it's inconvenient for them to close because that one day a week, that orthodontist orders in food for the entire staff and they nice. just all work on getting data entry done, billing done, everything that they need to do to follow up with their patients. They do that intentionally one day a week instead of seeing patients and it makes them incredibly efficient on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Nice. Right? So that is being intentional. Well, what about that one day's lost revenue? Well, what about all the other revenue you lost because all of those one-star reviews because you weren't organized because you didn't do this, that, and the other to prepare for your your uh, immediate care success? Well, and if you question about shutting a day off, well, just look at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. To this day, they still don't open on Sunday, and they're one of the most profitable franchises in the world. It's not about every single day you have to be working. Well, Michael, it, it could even be it could even be that at your urgent care, if you let's just say that you're doing all online booking, maybe instead of closing uh, for an hour for lunch, you close for two hours for lunch, and you take an hour that first hour you close down, you get caught up on paperwork. Look, there's a myriad of ways that you could do this. The point that I'm trying to make is you need to plan out, or at least work with your front desk people to plan out a system. Hmm. on how to do this. I know that people are going to be walking in. I know that you can't control every little thing that happens, but what you can do is be as intentional as you possibly can be to set up your team for success. Cause I'm telling you, if you create an exceptional patient experience, those patients not only are going to come back, they're going to tell people. Yeah. Digital marketing is great, but word of mouth from your current client base, you can never top. Word of mouth is still the best way to advertise your business. It's just not scalable. That's the only difference. Yeah. You can't, you it's can't not scale scalable. It's not predictable. So going back through it, five things. One, put your patients first. Two, document your expectations. Three, make HIPAA a, type, a top priority. Four, diffuse those angry patients. Five, implement a time management strategy for your team. Michael, take us out. Man, that's a fantastic there. So, hey, do you have – is there a topic we haven't touched on? Send us an email, hello at urgentcaremarketingpros.com. Also, we have some really cool uh, interviews coming up. And if you think you'd be a good guest, and let's just send us a quick email or message on Facebook. We actually had a lady just comment how much she liked our podcast on a Facebook post. We reached out to her, found out that she's high up, and we did an episode with her. So it was fantastic. So – Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed this. Let us know. Give us comments, questions, and we'll catch you on the next one. Have a great week.